You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. This weekend's UFC 262 is sure to be a can't-miss event. Every punch, kick, and knockout means so much more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering all customers a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. If you haven't tried it yet, fantasy MMA is easy to play. Just pick six fighters, stay under the salary cap, and pile up points for advances, takedowns, and more. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN for your shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Hello and happy Mother's Day, San Jose, and welcome to the Stick Hungry Podcast, your home of the San Jose Sharks on the Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Dylan Kayser, and I'm joined by Nick Floor. We also have producer Pigeon in the studio. <laughs> Nick, <laughs> well, we, we obviously heard how uh, producer Pigeon's doing there with the uh, with the little who's there. but The Juans. Uh, the Juans. Uh, Nick, how you doing today, buddy? I'd be doing better if Pigeon didn't leave a fat shit on my windshield this morning that I had to go get washed off. Pigeon, was that you? Was that you, Pigeon? It's been a long week. <laughs> there was this massive pigeon in the fucking tree above where my car is. This thing was like the size of a small cat. This thing was humongous. And I look at my windshield, it's got these two big-ass purple and white shits on the front of it. I'm like... Okay, I guess we're going to have to go take the car through the wash today, but hot damn. Other than that, I'm doing pretty good. Those, ah! damn, Got those damn pigeons, I tell you. They they will get you. They will get you. Uh, no producer T today. He's probably, uh, you know, spend the weekend in trail, as always. Um, we have a little bit of Sharks to talk about. We're going to talk about the loss against the Coyotes. Well, we actually lost two in a row against the Coyotes. We're only going to really dive into the one game. Um, I mean, Nick, at this point, it's it's a struggle to uh, break down any game for the Sharks. I mean, Team Tank is uh, relishing these victories. Yeah. Or, well, I guess they're sort of victories. It's losses from the Sharks. But, I mean, you're, you're seeing bits and pieces of positive things in these games. And at the end of the day, like, you don't want to intentionally lose. And we've said this multiple times. But, like, losing these games helps the Sharks in the long run. Gives them a better draft pick. So... To see them put things out on the ice that are okay to cheer for. This is just from my perspective, of course. You know, you're cheering for specific things to happen. You're seeing, like, Melnichuk get his start. You see uh, Chikovich get in there. Bear Banov is just completely just lighting it up with the Sharks at just under a point-per-game pace right now. And uh, just the multiple things that you can pull positive things from, but then they end up losing, and you're like, you know what? That's okay. That's what's closer to Brant Clark. That's one pick closer to Luke Hughes or Matt Beneers that we get. Yeah, no, that is best case scenario where you get good performances from young guys, 
take some positives out there and you still get a loss closer to that first overall we'll take it uh we're also going to dive into some nhl news Connor McDavid, 100 points in 53 games. Uh, John Tortorella not returning to the Blue Jackets. I don't know if the reggae horns were for uh, old Tortorella there. Either or. Either or. Okay, so Tortorella yes. not uh, joining the Blue Jackets. We'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, let's uh, let's start off with this 5-4 loss to the Coyotes. Mel Nichuk's first game, and I'm not going to call him Mel Nichuk or whatever everyone else is calling him. It's Mel Nichuk to me. I don't care. I'm sticking with it, Nick. I'm sticking with it. I like the Melna Chuk because we if he gets good, we like the Chuk Chuk train. Great point. That is that is a great point. <laughs> some good sound bites for that one too. That is like exactly. Yeah. It would be yeah. like Chuchu, our own Luongo, you know. Let's go. That the could new, be a segment. New Jonathan Chichu. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could have our own Luongo, you know, when every every time he'd make this amazing save, you just hear Lou. But we could all say Choo. It went both ways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Towards the end. Is he booing? So is much. he are they happy? No one knows. I mean, either way, Melichuk, first game as a San Jose Shark, looked a little shaky at times, but I think that's really to be expected. I think it's a great time of the year to put him in net. You know, the Sharks, the guys are still somewhat trying, but I mean, the results don't really matter at this point. So let's let's see this guy. Let's see what we have in him. I'm excited to see a few more games. Once he gets the nerves out of him, you know, that first game's always tough. Let's see what we have in him. And I think, you know, he, he could be a serviceable goalie for us moving forward. Yeah, he looked the same as uh, Yosef Kozhanash did in yeah. his first start. So, I mean, nothing, you know, you could see kind of some rebound control problems. Oh, it oh. sounds like we might have a phone call. Uh, you are on the Stick Hungry podcast. Who do we have here? It's Shane. Oh, it's Shane Van Eyes. Shane, how are you doing today, buddy? Good. Nice weather Good out there, eh? Oh, I think we just lost Shane for a second there. Uh, what, what was that, Shane? I said I'm just giving some, making some coffee. Making some coffee. You spiked the yeah. coffee at all or what? No. No? Okay. Okay. <laughs> How was the weekend? Do you do anything exciting? Play any basketball? Uh, get fouled or what? <laughs> no, I didn't play basketball. I made a rap for each of the podcasts, though. So. Oh, it, you didn't make one for us? No. I already uh, made a bunch of raps. All right. <laughs> Producer, cut him off. Hey, Shane, Shane Rap 2.0 is coming out on the SodaPod stream to a RSS feed near you. Real original. He just stole of our idea. So, uh, you know, you can, <laughs> you can have it. We did it first. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah. What's up, Shane? What's going on? If you, if you could have a beer with any San Jose Sharks player, current, like, current San Jose Sharks player, would it be? Joe hmm. Thornton. He doesn't play for San Jose, does he? He said current, no. Nick. Come on. I don't care. He's always the Sharks player in my mind. <laughs> you you got to pick a current one. Oof. Current one. That's a tough one. I'll say Burnsy. Yeah, I mean, Burns would be a good option. Uh, I feel like, you know what? I feel like Eric Carlson could be just like the biggest dick out there at the bar, which sometimes is fun <laughs> to be around. And I think he might just get plastered. So I'll go Eric Carlson. What about okay. any shark of all time? Actually, you know what? Evander Kane would be a good option too. You know, go to the casino. Yeah, but you're picking up the tab. So. Yeah, true. true. <laughs> any shark of all time, Happy Boolin, 100. Uh, Happy Boolin's up there. Dan Boyle's up there. Oh, that guy yeah. knows the party. I want Douglas Murray. Douglas oh, Murray, yes, that's the legend. You know Great what, shot. boys? You know what? I'm gonna go. This is my final answer. Danny. The fucking all-star heat. Oh, I knew it. I knew you're going <laughs> to. Shane, that. who would you pick? I'd pick Evander King because he pays for the drinks. 
Shane, you'd be paying for the drinks, buddy. Yeah, but you're you're one hundred percent picking up the tab. Not very good with money, so I don't know. <laughs> awesome, man. Shane, thanks for the call, buddy. Enjoy the uh, rest of your Sunday. Hi, right, you too. Bye. There we have it. The nicest of Shane's, Shane Van Ice. How about the that? Nicest of Shane's that lives in a van. At your boy SV. I don't know. He's bo- got a nicer apartment than all of us. Yeah, I don't think he lives in a van. Nice. Um, let's uh, let's move on from the van talk. Um, <laughs> big van guys over big, here. Big van guys. John <laughs> Leonard uh, awkwardly falls into the boards, um, and it looks like his season is over. It was an unfortunate play. It wasn't really anyone's fault. He just caught an edge on the ice and uh, went into the boards. Nick, what did you think of that? Uh, it's tragic. You know, us at the, uh, the John Leonard hype train were devastated when it took place. You know, Jeff Facoon and I were just, the train almost came to a complete halt, <laughs> uh, and, and then started going backwards. No, it just looks started rolling bad. down the hill. <laughs> exactly. It looks like he tripped on one of the, uh, coyote skates. He was going in pretty hard for a puck on the boards in front of the coyotes bench slips face goes directly into the boards and, um, they said they saw blood on the ice during the broadcast, so he possibly cut like the bridge of his nose or something pretty bad with his visor, and he didn't go back to the game, and I'm assuming he's out for the entire year, like you said, so all two other games of it. So yeah, it's I mean, unfortunate, it's only... but it didn't seem like it was major. Yeah, I mean, like you said, it's unfortunate. It is only two games, but at the end of the day, I mean, he had a pretty good rookie season. You'd like to see him finish it off, so it is unfortunate. Um, Eric Carlson, uh, producer Pigeon, I don't know if you can pull... Uh, pull this clip up for us but eric carlson dangling the hell out of phil the thrill kessel was one of the best things to take out of this arizona coyotes game it reminded me of when pavel Dotsuk uh deked out logan couture like on his birthday i believe and just made him look silly but it was just beautiful yeah we actually so retweeted it out on the stick hungry podcast account like six straight more years of this please I mean, unbelievable. Deeks the hell out of Kessel. I mean, he deked him so hard, you can actually see the hot dog fly out of Phil Kessel's pocket. <laughs> um, great great move by Carlson. Unbelievable. That's some, like, Sedin-esque dangles right there. It is. It really is. One more time. One more, one time. more time here for the folks. Whoop. Oh, a little whoop, 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 whoop. How are you? Literally <laughs> made a pylon out of Phil Kessel there. Literally. I love it. I love it. Still love Phil, but uh, Eric Carlson, you made him look like a fool there. Uh, so goals for the San Jose Sharks this game. Uh, Balsers puts one up. Kevin LeBanc, actually, like, this guy was looking like Wesley. He was looking like Wesley Snipes out there. Uh, that was a pretty nice goal, eh? Yeah, he dragged it, did a little little toe drag action there, and then just, I think it was just glove side, just over the glove of uh, Aiden Hill. So, I mean... A little too little too late, I guess, technically. But like <laughs> I mean, that's basically can... everything for the sharks right now. But <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but you know, if you if you want to pull anything from it, it's like, okay, maybe it just took a very extremely long time for them to get into this groove, or maybe they're just playing a Arizona Coyotes team that's on the same level of motivation that they are. But <laughs> and we um, still lost the game. Yeah. Um no, it was <laughs> why the fuck you lying? Yeah, no, it's mm. It's a great shot. We want to see more of that moving forward, especially in the next year when you can't use uh, Patrick Marlowe's record-breaking season as an excuse to keep him in the lineup, and uh, you expect these core players to score. So we'll see how this goes moving forward, but i like to see more of that LeBanc. 
Uh, Timo Meyer also had a nice goal, power move in front of the net. The thing that kind of pisses me off about this goal is I expected Timo Meyer to do this all season. He can make these moves. He's a big guy and he's a strong skater. And, you know, he pushed his way in front of the net and it was an easy tap in from. I just wish we saw more of that from Timo Meyer this year. Yeah. I mean, how many times has he made that move and then elected to go to the outside and go around the net to try to make a play instead of doing what he did his entire rookie and sophomore season and um, score that goal almost exactly on, a, I think it was Jordan Bennington or during the Stanley Cup playoffs. So, again, another vintage move. I mean, we're seeing all these players like, oh, where the fuck is this been? You know? Yeah, but, no kidding. Um, hey, the more of that, the better. You know, maybe they can get that, that style of gameplay back under their feet and kind of take that into next season, you know, and train a little bit in the offseason and get a little harder to play against. And uh Barabanov, your uh your new boy there, ties... but the, but the, but the, but the Sure, uh he t- <laughs> that, was, was that? that a sound bite? <laughs> That's just a perfect name to call, though. No? It, it is. I just didn't know if that was like in reference I to was something that like happened. Barbie. It just came to mind. I was like, man. Barry. But he uh, Banov. I don't. <laughs> uh, there's options. You got options for sure. But he scores late in the game to uh, actually tie it up to bring it to overtime. Like you said earlier in the show, Nick Barabanov's looking good on the Sharks. I think he could be a player for us uh, moving into next season. Yeah, um, he looks great. He looks better than uh, Ryan Donato. He looks better than John Leonard. Uh, he looks better than most Sharks forwards. So that's why he's getting the top line minutes right now with Hurdle and Kane. And he's earning them. I mean, like I said, he's just under a point a game. And he's got seven points in eight games played with the Sharks since that trade deadline. And uh, I fully expect a one-year deal to come out of this play. Probably somewhere around a million dollars. Maybe shoot the over or shoot the under. I don't, I don't fucking know. Use your prop bet. DraftKings promo code THPN. <laughs> but um, It sucks Donato didn't pan out this year. Yes. I mean, he had flashes where he was good for a few games, and then he disappeared for like thing, a yeah. solid 20 games. That's the yeah. storyline with Ryan Donato. And in Minnesota, we thought it was because he was being used on the fourth line, you know, not in a role where he could succeed. He was given every opportunity every opportunity to succeed with what the Sharks had this year up front. I agree. I, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I would not be surprised if he doesn't get signed to an extension or get signed just to be exposed. Yeah, no, I could see that. Is Ryan Donato an upcoming RFA? Yes. Is that his status? Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, I think everyone's a bit disappointed in that. Like I said, at the start of the season, he was looking really good and looked like maybe we had a 15-20 goal scorer here, but it dried up. It dried up. Um, Phil Kessel actually ended off this game, which is unfortunate because, you know, Eric Carlson dangled the fuck out of him. I think it was it was a little revenge there, uh, getting the OT winner for uh, Phil the Thrill Kessel. Anything else you want to talk about uh, for this game, Nick? Um, You know, just going back to something I saw throughout this game that I want to see more of moving forward. I feel like what the Sharks coaching staff attempted to do in the beginning of the year obviously didn't work. And it's like they tried to fit Eric Carlson and Brent Burns into this mold of defense first, right? Even though they went with like a super speedy type of offense they they tried to fit these guys into too much of a defense first mold but something i saw in last night's uh coyotes game which was very different from what i've seen recently was eric carlson activating into the offensive zone an absolute fuck ton more than he had in the past and um 
I, I want to highlight some good defensive play from LeBanc a couple of times where Carlson activates into the offensive zone. LeBanc did a great job of covering on that, that you know, on that the, the blue line for him, the right side, easily. And that's something I'd like to personally see moving forward. You know, you're paying Brent Burns $8 million a year. You're paying Eric Carlson $11.5 million a year. Allow these guys to go out and do what you're paying them to do. Even if it comes at the expense of making some of your better forwards drop back and do more of a defensive role, maybe that's the ticket that the Sharks need. Maybe that's that recipe that the Sharks need moving forward to generate more offense. It's to generate it from the blue line, but not necessarily just shoot the puck into some skates and hope it makes it through to one of your forwards because that obviously didn't work. Um, another thing I just kind of wanted to highlight on is the the power play, obviously abysmal. Just moving forward, Rocky Thompson, I expect him to make a bunch of changes his first year in the NHL. You know, running that power play in the Bob Bugner system is a lot of like Rocky starts there. <laughs> Rocky Thompson. Oh, oh, how are you? <laughs> but um, <laughs> got it. I um I expect a lot of changes to happen there. I know they went back to that Carlson Burns power play duo, and it actually generated more shots than when they separated them, even though they may not have gotten through. Uh, just I just expect these things to change moving forward. But there were also things that I saw them kind of adapt in this last couple of weeks that I kind of want to see them continue to do. Yeah, I mean you need these small changes, right? If this team's going to turn around at any point in the next few seasons going to start with special teams so if you can get the power play on track that's a huge benefit for this team um let's uh let's move on let's talk some edmonton oilers connor mcdavid hitting 100 points in 53 games i actually watched that last night with uh producer pigeon here uh playing against the vancouver canucks this guy's unbelievable he's just hands down the best player in the league you can't argue that point yeah not at all he is the Mike Trout of the NHL, like he's he's just insane. It's the uh, uh, the last sorry, sorry to cut you off there, but the last players to uh, hit this milestone was Yager and Lemieux in 1996, uh, getting to 100 points in 53 games. Those guys pretty good. I don't know. Are they any good, producer uh, Pigeon? Hands <laughs> pretty damn good. <laughs> pretty yeah. good. Uh, Lemieux actually did it in I believe 38 games, which is uh, unbelievable. Tw- twice. Twice, Twice. In, in the round 38 to 40 games. And he was just shy of two. He was on pace for like a 200 point season. And I think he played 70 games and he was just under. And then he got injured towards the end of the season, as was Lemieux's entire season. But man, if that guy was as healthy as Wayne Gretzky, both of them would be the GOATs. Right? I agree. It, it would yep. be a two headed monster. There'd be no argument that separates them uh, as far as talented players, uh, the most talented players to ever play the sport. No, a hundred percent. There's such different players too, which is which is great to be honest with you. That's what I love about it. You know, Lemieux is more of the the power forward, I guess you could call him back in the day, and Gretzky definitely not. He's more of the the hockey IQ guy. He knows where to be and he knows where to put the puck. And Connor McDavid, it seems like this guy just has it all. It's really the speed, pa- the and, Canadian Pavel Bure, 100%. Canadian Pavel Bure. The the fact that he can stick handle at that speed that he can skate at is really why he's an impressive player. And at the end of the day, at the end of his career, he's going to be known as one of the best of all time. Yeah, Some, something absolutely. I like to talk about when explaining like hockey to like beginners is there's like three different portions of the game. If you really kind of boil it down to something simple, you have the head, the hands, and the feet. 
if they can all play at the same speed and they're all the fastest, you're the greatest player. And that's what Connor McDavid is. His his brain operates at the same speed that his hands do, and his hands are as fast as his feet. Yeah, and it's just insane. Almost, if he could, if he could finish some shootout or not shootout, but uh, some breakaways a little more often, kind of like JT uh, Miller, then yeah. then he'd be okay. I mean, <laughs> he only has a hundred points. <laughs> See, what the problem is is he needs like all five defensemen on him to be able to actually score those goals. Those those breakaways, it just he it just doesn't feel the same to him. It just feels like practice at that point, and then he tries doing weird shit. But <laughs> no, it's it's. It's amazing. I think I said I didn't think he was going to get to 100 points. I think we'll have to look at that. How uh, wrong were you, Nick? Very. Very wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> I, I just didn't think it could be possible in today's hockey. Like, you know, all due respect to Lemieux and, and Gretzky, but, like, that is insanely difficult in today's day and age of the NHL, getting 100 points on NHL-caliber goalies in in this year. It's It's crazy. Well, and in that game too, what Larson hit four hundred games, or and then uh, Leon Drysdale hit five hundred points. Five hundred points. Yeah. I know there was something for Adam Larson to yeah, hit, hit I think a milestone. Six hundred games. Six hundred yeah. games. That's what it was. And then obviously Connor McDavid with hundred points. So I mean, that team got after it last night. You can imagine. Yeah, and uh, the the biggest one of all, uh, Tyler Gravebeck getting his first NHL oh, goal for the Vancouver Canucks. A Canuck. beauty. A fucking beauty. That's a name you'll probably never hear again, folks. No, Tyler no, Gravebeck. it's a name you'll definitely hear because Jim Benning is going to give him a three-year, three million dollar contract per. All right, uh, let's uh, let's take a turn here before we go down Canuck Road. Uh, let's talk a little bit, bit about John Tortorella not returning to the Columbus Blue Jackets. Now, Nick, I'm going to ask you a question. Do you think he would be a good fit for the San Jose Sharks? I know we joked about this a few weeks ago, but do you think he would be a fit here? Uh, no. No, there you go. Simple answer. Doug Wilson has too big of a uh, ego to clash with the... To to kind of put like a an analogy on it, I think it would be a for for San Francisco 49ers fans out there listening, it would be a Harbaugh situation where the head coach's ego, along with the general manager and the owner, not in this case the owner, mainly the general manager, would just come to head, and it would not be a very good fit. What if you just hire John Tortorella for like? For like two weeks, and it would be like one. It would be like a scared straight scenario where you the bring would just flip, right? Where you bring like, no, no, no. Like this is not even to deal with hockey. Like you bring the guys in, and it's like a John Tortorella camp for two weeks, and he just screams <laughs> at the guys. He breaks them down, and then they go back and they they can play after. But for just a two week job, quick job, you know, break the guy's spirits down a little bit, a little tort job, a little tort job. They, I think uh, it would do a lot for us. They introduce him as the new head coach, and so everyone just starts shitting. And then they go through two weeks, and like, oh, my God, it's actually going to be a thing. It's like, oh, by the way, he's not going to be the head coach, but keep fucking around. Keep fucking around, man. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Rick Talkett, uh, actually, news coming out today that he won't be returning uh, to the bench for the Arizona Coyotes. I mean, hey, that's another name out there. I think he's going to be able to get a job pretty easily in the NHL. He's a pretty uh, decent head coach. Again, I don't know if he'd be a fit for the San Jose Sharks. I don't know if the Sharks are in the position to even hire a new head coach. But, hey, no. he's in the market. Another guy in the market. It's it's one of those situations where Doug Wilson is going to double down on his double down. And he's going to continue to stick with his core. He's going to stick with his young guys. And he's going is to that then a triple down? Thing. I think it's a quadruple. If you're doubling quadruple. on a double, oh, right? You're double double. Yeah, yeah. 
Or that's just like a, a special category in Jeopardy. Well, double double actually in Canada is what two nineteen for for a medium. It's probably gone up these days. Gone up double double. It's almost that's three bucks. Big shout it's out to Jim You know, it's an in and out a uh, item over here in California. Oh, okay. Double oh. double cheeseburger. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm sure that can get confusing when Canadians go down there. No, this is this the... is a double double like coffee. Yeah, definitely two, not here. Two cream, two sugar, baby. Two cream, two sugar. All right. You um, say double double in California, like going in and out. Right now, I'll get the slides <laughs> on. Let's go. <laughs> All right, finish this bowl like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, amazing! That's of cereal, cute. bowl of cereal. Come on, guys! Okay. Jeez. Jesus, producer pigeons just immature. Um. All right, what do we got coming up? I think we have. Well, there's no producer tea here today, but I think producer pigeon did put a little bit of work in getting some tea time questions. Uh. So I think we're gonna we're gonna dive into some tea time, and then we're gonna do the draft lottery simulator. Uh, See if we can get that first overall for the San Jose Sharks. All right, we're going to take a quick break, folks. And on the other side, we have tea time. Good morning, asshole, and welcome to tea time with producer T. And by the way, folks, you can comment on the live stream. This is the quietest live stream that we've had in a long time. Uh, Shane called in, so I guess he wouldn't be commenting, but still, we're sending out the bad signal right now. Um, Shane was telling me he had some questions for tea time, but they were they were more suited to be asked directly to okay. producer T, who is must be in trail because he's all here. I, I I I was asking him stuff uh, while we were prepping this. Um, we didn't find out he wasn't going to come until the last minute here. Last the last minute kind of guy, but uh, spotty you have service some, out there. Eh? Spotty <laughs> service out in trail. Um, Shooting the bat signal out, T. This uh, is your segment. <laughs> your you boy, here. your boy SV. I don't know much about the sharks. Uh, commenting on Twitter. Sharks um, are an aquatic animal. They live in the ocean. <laughs> okay. Well, Shane, you don't need to know much about the sharks to chime into this tea time segment. Uh, I'll hit you guys with the questions that uh, I was hoping to give to producer T. Uh, what washes don't up cry now. Don't cry. on tiny beaches? What washes up on tiny beaches? Washes up on tiny beaches. You're gonna hate me for all these, by the way. Oh, oh man, what washes up on tiny beaches? I don't know. This is, don't these know. are all dad jokes, aren't they? These are all dad. Every jokes. single one. Oh, Some no. microwaves. <laughs> Never in a million years would I guess that. Um, the father and, of me is proud of you. <laughs> how do you make holy water? How do you make holy water? Poking a couple holes in them. <laughs> Straining no. it. How do you make holy water? Um, You're going to hate me for this one, too. You blow bubbles in it. I don't know. You, you boil the hell out of it. Hey, uh, hey that was pretty close. <laughs> that was pretty close. That was pretty, that was pretty, pretty close. close. Um, reading while sunbathing makes you... Reading while sunbathing makes you... Um... Well read. Oh my god, I was thinking read something. I was <laughs> oh, like, that's red good. Boy. That's oh, good. Oh man. Uh, this one's this one's easy, but this one I could imagine T's brain would go into such a pretzel. <laughs> what do you call a wife of a hippie? Wife of a hippie. Um, I don't know. Think inside oh, the box. A whiffy? Mississippi. <laughs> Mississippi. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, that's a hell of a tea time this week. Is that it? Oh, no, there's two more. Oh, right? two more. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Go. How does Moses make coffee? Uh, how does Moses make coffee? I literally told you this one earlier. Did you? Yeah. 
He's got a part it? something, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm he thinking. He brews it, boys. Oh, yeah, he <laughs> brews it. Oh, that's good. <laughs> um, last one. Last one. All and right. This one, like, if T, T better be listening back to this, and he better get this He's one. not going to listen back. What did one flag say to the other? One flag. <laughs> that's good. How's it hang? But, Didn't they just wave? Oh! Oh! Finish strong, their Dylan. Let's yeah. go. And that, was, that was a good one, boys. That was a good one. Those are some, uh, those are some tough questions. Yeah. Me the nine most finest blogger. Nine you better be wearing some jean shorts with some New Balances <laughs> when you thought of those. <laughs> <laughs> Grilling up some, some sausages oh, on yeah, the grill. Was, those the are some... polo tucked in. I've literally yeah. just been looking up pun riddles, marijuana, and uh, good lists come up. <laughs> Thanks, Google. Yeah. Thank you, Google. Yeah, when you when you ask us those questions, actually, we should you should have some like barbecue utensils like pointing at us. <laughs> there's there's some grilling sounds in the background. <laughs> yes. Oh, that would that would activate my inner dad. I would have gotten all of them. It wouldn't have been fair. <laughs> true. True. Hey, uh, T needs all the help he can get these days. T needs all the help he can Anyways, get. Latest edition of Tea Time. There you go. There you go. There's Tea Time, and now it is time for the draft lottery simulator. All right, the game. The pigeon face gets the pigeon me. Face always I gets. forget every time it's there. Yeah, it's, it's so amazing. good. <laughs> it is. All right, the draft lottery simulator. Uh, this is uh, this is our only chance at something positive for the San Jose Sharks is getting us that first overall pick. Uh, pigeon, what are the chances of us getting the first overall pick? Um, have it up on the six percent. Six percent, and to be in the top two, twelve point three. Percent and we're in spot number eight. So hey, we're gonna get a top ten pick, folks. We're if you look here really quick at these uh at these numbers, Columbus mm-hmm. and Detroit, and I believe that's it. There's a there's a possibility of a couple of teams flopping behind us if the Sharks lose out. So well, I believe mm-hmm. we could get as high as either sixth or seventh at this point. Okay. Um, but we will see. We will see. We shall or see. you could win the lottery. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> okay, uh, let's uh, let's roll. Let's go with the first one. Drum roll, please. There we go. Run the simulator and the first overall pick. My God, goes down the road to the Anaheim Ducks, and then the second overall pick. This isn't any better. Los Angeles Kings moving up seven spots, moving down two spots was the Buffalo Sabers at number three, and the San Jose Sharks moving down one spot to number nine. And uh, I do see here you have Bob McKenzie's midseason draft ranking. So that I do. If everything were to go as per this uh, this little draft rankings, the Sharks would have the ability to select Chaz Lucius, the uh, USHL center, six foot, one hundred eighty five pounds, and they could use their centers because uh, mm-hmm. they're thin, like thin mints. At they the are position. Hey, and then I was looking at, uh, I was reading about Kent Johnson earlier, and if that guy drops down to our uh, pick, I'd be, I'd be willing to take him as well. Played three seasons in Trail, so he knows a thing or two. In worst case, Ontario, you get caught. Yeah, worst case, Ontario. Um, all right, so uh, Nick, I, I think it's your turn to go, isn't it? Oh yeah, I can, I can give it the old share if we're going. I didn't, oh, I thought we were oh, doing multiple different. Uh, Oh, I can, I can go. I can go once more, and then we'll give you two, and we'll keep it on the producer pigeon. He can he can keep the screen up. Okay, give him okay. some give him something to do around here. All go. right, pigeon. Let's uh, let's go again. Let's run this baby. All right, the first overall pick going to the Vancouver Canucks. 
Moving up one spot in number two, uh, the Buffalo Sabres moving or sorry, moving down one spot was the Buffalo Sabres uh, moving down. One spot is the Anaheim Ducks at number three. San Jose Sharks stay put at number eight. There you have it. Eight and nine. Mm-hmm. And there's a uh, there's Kent Johnson, by the way, sitting there waiting for you. There you go. Take Kent Johnson. Or or do you go for the goalie, Nick? I know oh, you've been uh, getting started on, on Jesper Wallstedt. I mean, I, I'd be tempted. You know, there, I really There would. is another goaltender out there that I've been hearing of, Sebastian Casa, who's just doing absolutely amazing in the Edmonton Oil Kings. I think he's got like a 942 save percentage or something right now. It's absolutely bonkers. His goals against average is under two. Yeah, 1.45, so. which is unbelievable. He's 6'6", 210 pounds. He's the mold of a modern NHL goaltender. And honestly, if the Sharks could somehow, some way, right, if they, they keep their first-round pick and um, they draft whoever it is where 8th, ninth, 6th, 7th, wherever the hell they end up, right, if they find a way to trade back into the first to grab like a Sebastian Casa, if he's sitting there and the, the, the price is right, I would be down for that. Oh, 100%. That, that would be a game-changer for this organization. Yeah. Um, all right, are we going to do Nick's? Go here and a little drum roll, please. <laughs> Moving up 10 spots to get the first overall pick is the Calgary Flamed Out this year. Who knows what they would pick? They're probably going to trade Goudreau, everybody else. Send it would be the highest pick in Calgary Flames history, um, Sam Bennett being... <laughs> they would make sure they picked someone born in Vancouver. Oh, yeah. Um, Just to keep the trend going from last offseason. By the way, Sam Bennett on a fucking tear with Florida right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. It's insane. The most points by any player who's ever joined um, the Panthers in a row. I think he has like 10 points in, I don't know, however many games. But he, but he passed that, um, Pavel Bure's record when Bure was traded to Florida. So poor Calgary Flames. Poor Flames. Ooh. Bennett loving the sun. Uh, but they get the first overall pick, at least in this scenario. So they can't be too angry. I think the worst part about this scenario is Ottawa actually moves up because technically they are lower on the draft to the sharks right now they're they're behind us right um so they move up eight spots to take the second overall so that means everyone in front has to move down Mm. two spots so the sharks end up at 10th overall lo and behold who's on bob mckenzie's mid-season draft (laughs) rankings at 10th overall by golly it's jesper wallstead so hot damn by golly by golly uh all right let's run it again one more for nick Uno and then we'll so do, we gotta do one for the fans. So. We'll do one for the fans, of course. And that's when we're going to get first overall. Of course. All right, let's run it. Oh, there oh you go. Oh, my God. God throw it out man. the fucking window. Set it on fire. <sighs> the Los Angeles Kings move up eight spots to take the first overall pick. Because God knows they need more of those. Sharks, I believe, will then move down to ninth. Yes. Yeah, the Sharks move down to ninth. So... The, the current trend for the Sharks is anywhere between 8 and 10 right now. Obviously, that can change over the course of the next uh, three days. Season ends for the Sharks this coming Wednesday uh, when they face the, you know, the season finale against the Vegas Golden Knights. And, but, yeah, I mean, nothing nothing really exciting there. We're gonna do All right, let's reset. hope the one for the fans pulls through. Yeah, let's, let's, let's see it. Out. Run it for the fans. Let's go. Here we go. And... That's what I'm talking about. That's why we do one for the fans, folks. First overall pick, the San Jose Sharks moving up seven spots. That's what I'm talking about, baby. 
Where's Steve? Steve's like, is this live? Is this fucking live? <laughs> is this real life? <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Steve just knows I'm here today. I mean, for, for me, especially being a guy from British Columbia, this is the best case scenario. San Jose Sharks move up seven Jeez. spots to the first overall pick. I didn't even see Vancouver. I got the, so stoked. Yeah, the Vancouver Canucks move up six spots to the number two spot. And uh, Buffalo... Moving down two to number three. You got to love seeing those new Pacific rivals of the Canucks two dropping all the way to five in the Seattle Kraken. Oh, yeah. The Kraken moving down. Yeah. Yep. There you go. There you have it. That was a draft lottery simulator. Love it. What a segment, love it there. Boys. And you guys get the opportunity to have the Shane Van Nice's patented Who's Hughes line. The who- <laughs> who's I'll Hughes. never let that go. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, if the Vancouver Canucks do get the first or second yeah, overall I don't, pick. I don't care if there's someone who's slated to go first. Anyways, you pick the other Hughes, brother. You yeah. just do it. Just for the line, you know? Do it. Just for, just for Even the over Hughes like, line. <laughs> you got Dylan Gunther just fucking tearing up. Nah, we need the Hughes, boy. No, exactly. <laughs> Give me the Hughesy. We're all about bloodlines. So. Trust me, the Canucks need uh, positive PR more than they need success on the ice right now. So get that Hughes, brother, into it. Which is actually true. incredible. Um, all right. Well, I think that's it for this episode of the podcast. Boys, do you have anything else you want to touch on before uh, we mosey on out of here? No, it's been a quiet, uh, quiet actually, live stream. Actually, you know what? I don't know. Something reminded oh, me. Okay, okay. But uh, something happened last night that I thought was pretty funny. Wait, what? So myself and producer Pigeon, we go. This sounds a bit random. We go down to a bakery at about oh, almost 10, 10 o'clock last night. <laughs> Um, we'll give the backstory about why. Like, okay, so getting a Mother's Day present uh, last night, go to get a gift card during the day. Uh, new worker said, you know, I can't do this. They haven't showed me how to do it. Come back at 8 o'clock tonight. I'm like, 8 o'clock tonight? They're Especially like, yeah. when the hours say closes at what, 2 p.m.? At 2, 2 p.m. So anyways, we watch the, the Edmonton-Vancouver game. We come back to the bakery to get my gift card. And while I'm in there, uh, <laughs> producer Pigeon, he didn't have his mask, so he didn't come in with me. And he's just standing outside the window, kind of on the one side of the bakery, looking in, staring at one of the signs. Well, I was, I was taking a look at everything that was there. I was reading the signs. Reading My mother's gluten free, so I was looking to see if there's anything I could, you know, get for her. And I was, I was just, yeah, I was staring. Okay. Just, and I didn't really notice him. And then the lady asked me, she's like, "Are you, uh, are you with that guy?" And I was like, "Which guy?" She's like, "That guy over there." So I look over, yeah, with the pigeon and, mask. and Isha's outside. <laughs> and I just dropped his name too. It wasn't producer pigeon. It was Isha. Isha's outside the window with like black toque, black hoodie, black pants, just glaring, staring into the bakery. I was reading, and, and she's like, "Yeah, we've had a stalker around here lately, and I think that might be the guy." <laughs> she's like, "I don't fuck you, lying." <laughs> Well, uh, and, and also, like, it's not in the best part of town. So, oh, there's, yeah, there's a, uh, I think there's like a tent city just across the street. So it's like a humming. But, know, it's a yeah, humming they, spot. they thought they thought Isha of the soda pod they was, looked at was me their for stalker. A second, and I was like, oh, they're probably like asked something about me. But like, uh, they're probably like, hey, what does he want? Does he want to order something? No, too? it was just was hilarious, thinking. though, because when they asked me, is that guy with you? I looked over expecting you to be like, like kind of walking around or something, <laughs> just, but no stone cold standing straight, just staring into the bakery. Oh, man. <laughs> it's like some good looking bread. <laughs> Give me some Nanamo bars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, there was my uh, bakery story. Big shout out to Red's Bakery in shout Nanaimo. Red's bakery in Nanaimo. And fuck the Night Owls. You should have named your baseball team the Nanaimo bars. This means nothing to you in California, but uh, there you go. There you go. Happy Mother's Day, everybody. And uh, Nick, are we, are we done here? Oh, actually, we need a shout out to our Twitter handles. 
We haven't done and that. And Kyle's. And Kyle's. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, you can follow myself at DYL underscore THPN. You can follow the show, the Stick Hungry Podcast, at Stick Hungry Pod. And you can follow the network at HockeyPodNet. Nick? You can find me on Twitter at NickFloor underscore. And you can find Kyle McLaren on Twitter at McLaren underscore K, where he uploaded a beautiful picture of the new deck that he just built for his uh, his neighbor. So go ahead and take a look yeah. there. Drop us a follow. Two, and, two uh, whole months to build a deck. Hopefully you can come months. back on the podcast. Hopefully you can come. Hopefully it's get a great job. looking deck, though. It's uh, a great looking it deck. It is. No, hey, he did a great job. He threw some stain on that bitch and it looks good. Uh, <laughs> I think producer we have Pigeon. What? Producer Pigeon, what's, what's your Twitter handle? Uh, producer underscore Pigeon. Okay, there we go. I like it. We what have, about um, the final game season preview this coming Tuesday, correct? Are we gonna live yeah, stream uh, I, I can give you the preview right now. We're going to lose. We're going to lose bad. <laughs> Wouldn't it be? So this is what I want to happen. This is what I want. I want to say it again on, on Tuesday's episode. I want it to come down to where if Vegas wins in any fashion, they get the first seed. But if they lose in any fashion to the Sharks, they get the second seed and they have to face the Minnesota right. Wild in the first round. Because, God, I know every single Vegas Golden Knights, the podcasters, the fans, they're shitting themselves at the thought of having to face Mr. Kaprizov in in the playoffs. Like, they're just shaking in their boots. They're like, oh, God, please, I just want the first seed. Please. Exactly that. Yeah, and the thing is, it's a one-two punch in Minnesota. You got Kaprizov up front, then about just behind him, you have Victor Rask. You got <laughs> no, you got no, you got no fucking chance against the Wild. Nope. <laughs> hey, scored in overtime against the Ducks the other day. There you have it. All right, folks, thanks for team. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Stick Hungry Podcast. And Nick, I think we did decide we are gonna we are gonna do a live stream, eh, for the for the finale. Oh, you got it. We got it. Got so it. Tuesday catch us on the live stream. All right, folks, have a great Sunday.